as many of you uh, probably are aware of and, and that you know is this, that whenever certain seasons come in your life, uh, sometimes there is uh, anxiousness that comes with those seasons. For someone, it may be the season of their birthday and now they're getting a little bit older and they're anxious about that season and what does that now mean for me? What things have I accomplished? What didn't I accomplish? How much time do I have left? Did I waste time? There's anxiousness that comes with that season. Anybody ever experienced anxious with the turning of another age? Only two of y'all? Okay, well keep, keep, keep living. It's gonna, get, it's gonna hit you. Anxious with that season or anxious at the season of the birth of a child or the birth of a grandchild or anxious at the season of change that now you have to move from one place to another or you're looking for a different job or looking for opportunities. There is anxious that comes with that season. We, we have anxious that comes with the different seasons of our life. But particularly during this set season on the calendar, it is the most anxious time of all. We sing songs like, it's the most wonderful time of the year. That's a lie, that's not the truth for a lot of people. It's not the most wonderful time. It's, it's the face we put on that season. But for a lot of people, it's not a wonderful time. It is a season and a time that's filled with being anxious. I, I don't know about you, but me being a parent of four children, the husband of one wife, and the responsibility of other things, uh, of, of being the son of one mother, there, there is, and, and the brother of one sister, and, and the uncle of one nephew, there is some uh, anxious that comes with me just regarding that. Hey, come, come in this time, I, I, I don't think about what I'm going to get like I used to. Right. I, I got to think about what I got to give. Right. So there's anxiousness about, well, how much money am I going to need? And, 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 and what, what type of gifts am I going to give? And what if they don't like that gift? And there's anxiousness that comes with that. What if I don't have all the money to do what I want to do? Is, how's the response going to be? Are my children going to understand the difficult financial part of this season? What if we can't get the tree with the decorations on it. What if we can't get the money for a big Thanksgiving dinner? There is anxiousness that comes on me as a parent, as a father, as a husband, as a son, as a uncle. There is anxiousness that comes during this season. Yes. And for some of you, and for a lot of people, based upon prescriptions that are written at the drugstore, that are fulfilled at Walgreens and Costco and everything else, this is uh, 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 statistically the most anxious time of the year. So we have to begin to say, as people of God, if we are a representative of him in the earth, a reflection of his kingdom, in order for us to be a representative of his peace to the earth, because this season, see, 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 what the devil loves to do is to take the meaning, I hear you, God, is to take the meaning of a season and pervert it, and to change it, yeah. and to get our focus off of the season. Yeah. Thanksgiving is supposed to be a 
time of reflection, a time that we are grateful to God for the blessings that he has brought to us. Yes. It is a time that we are to be with family and friends yes. and grateful for the relationships and the community. And then a few weeks later, we are to have a time of celebration of the birth of Christ yes. because it is of the birth of Christ we then have the life of Christ. It is because the life of Christ we then have the death of Christ. It is because the death of Christ that we have the resurrection of a Savior. It is because the resurrection of a Savior that we are now saved. But we don't look on that season to be about the celebration of him. We look at it to be the exchange of gifts. So the enemy has taken what is supposed to be a hopeful season, a season full of peace, a season full of joy. He's turned it into being the most anxious filled season of all. Because our attention is on the wrong thing. Our focus is on the wrong things. And he has been successful as causing it to not be a time filled of celebration, but for a time filled of we can't wait for it to be over. We hope we just survive it. We hope we can just get through it and get to a new year so we can get all that stuff past us and behind us and on to something new. So we as God's people, agents of his peace and love and hope, have to begin to see this and deal with it in our own lives so that when we encounter people that are dealing with the emotion of being anxious, dealing with having anxiousness with them, we can let them know being anxious is okay. But letting anxious stay on you and it turn into anxiety is a problem. Are you all here today? So we have to know then, how do we address, how do we respond to anxiety? Again, I told you on last week, just recapping very quickly, anxiety is the result of unchecked anxiousness. Being anxious is an emotion that God has given you. Being anxious raises your awareness for you to have a response to something that you would not have if you were not anxious. Are you here? I I was up early this morning studying, and I heard some move. I got anxious. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Right. That ain't, y'all like, what you hear move? Say with me. I got anxious. That anxious made me raise my awareness, made me stop what I was doing, and made me look throughout the house and make sure that my family was okay. Right, right. And what I found it to be was just a piece of garbage plastic that had moved that caused some noise because I was making coffee. But I was able to deal with it. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Because anxiousness erased awareness. The problem is if after I see what caused me to be anxious, that I then go back and sit down at the table and drink my coffee and the anxiousness doesn't leave. And now I have anxiety about everything that's moving and shifting around me. God doesn't want you to be in anxiety. He wants you to be, to have anxiousness, which makes you aware so that you can take action. But after the action has been taken, you should be able to come back down. And if you're not able to, then it means that your anxiousness is turning into anxiety. And anxiety is not where God intended for you to live. Anxiety can kill you. Y'all got quiet in here. 
So then how do we, as God's people, deal with the anxiousness? Pastor Walter, pass me that time. How do we deal with the anxiousness? I showed you on last week how to deal with the anxiousness, and it is found in this scripture, which is uh, uh, Philippians, the fourth chapter, and the sixth through the seventh verse. I, I had my oldest daughter, who's in college at Oral Roberts University, his, her last year, whoop, whoop, Gabrielle, her last year. Hallelujah, I, I may have a little bit more money to go out a few more times. But it's her last year, and every now and then, Dorsey, I'll, I'll call her and say, I need you to listen to something that daddy has done because I want to make sure that it makes sense to the mind of somebody that's not the age of my mind. <laughs> that's a nice way of saying I'm old. So I want her, with her young mind, to be able to listen to what I'm saying and to be able to make sure that it is correct and that it is applicable to her age group. And she called me back and she said, Dad, that message was incredible. And she said, Dad, what I heard out of it was this. And when she said it, I said, my God, Gabrielle, I'm taking that. I'm going to give you credit one time, then after that, you don't get no more credit. So, Gabrielle, here's your credit. She said, Daddy, you, you, you talked about that the response to being anxious is prayer, supplication, and what's the last thing? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. She said, Dad, that you just gave the antidote to anxiety. The antidote to anxiety is a holy trinity response. Wow. Wow. I said, Gabrielle, shut your mouth. That's why I sent you this thing. She said, it's a holy trinity response. She said, Dad, it's threefold. She said, Dad, if you just do two, you don't get the benefit. You have to do all of them. The same way you can't just have the Father and the Holy Spirit and not have the Son. You can't have the Son and the Holy Spirit and not have God. You got to have all three. And when you have all three, it creates the antidote to anxiety. I said, God, I trained you right. Come on. Right, come on. Keep, keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is, this is the antidote to anxiety uh, 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 by way of Gabrielle for this time and after this time by way of Pastor Jason. <laughs> the antidote to anxiety is, the first thing we said on last week, is to what? Pray. Come on, talk to me. It's to what? Pray. Pray. Prayer is communication. Yeah. You're communicating with God. When you go to prayer, it shouldn't always be about what you want or what you need. Oh, y'all got quiet. Let me say it again. If the only time I came to my wife to talk to her is about what I wanted her to do or what I needed from her, that is a very one-sided, limited conversation. And after a while, she wouldn't be interested in taking my call. Right. If every time I talked to her, it was about her doing something for me and never about me coming to her and just saying, I just want to be in your presence. I just want to know what's on your mind. I just want to know what happened in your day. Tell me your thoughts. There has to be that. So when you're praying, it's not you always going to God begging and complaining and giving him a list. He is not a cosmic bellhop. He is not your holy Santa Claus. He is the living God that has breathed life into your essence. And you owe him relationship. 
And that relationship is birthed and it is carried out in prayer. So you're just talking to him to be talking to him. God, thank you for the day. God, I appreciate what you've already done. God, if you don't do nothing else, you're all right with me. I thank you for my legs looking the way they look. I thank you for my hair. I thank you for the receding line. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. I thank you for whatever it is because you're my God. You're my daddy. You created me in a reflection of you. What I see me is a reflection of you and your glory. So there's something great about Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Just talk to him. Point number one. Number two is the supplication. This is the question that you're bringing before him. This is the answer that you need. This is the anxiousness that you are facing. Being anxious is the result of an unanswered question. Write it down. Being anxious is the result of an unanswered question. You got fired. Rent is due. You don't know how it's going to be paid. You got a question with no answer. You are now anxious. Your son is tripping, and you don't know what to do. You got a question with no answer, so you are now anxious. Your car just broke down, and you don't have money to fix it, but you got to get to work. You now have a question with no answer, so you are now anxious. My, my spouse and my partner is tripping, and they say one more thing to me, I don't know what I'm going to do. You got a question yes. with no answer, and it causes you to be anxious. God, I'm at a certain age in my life, and I thought I would be here by a certain time. I thought certain things would be done, and I don't know what the next move is. I don't know what the next thing is. You have questions with no answers, and it produced anxiousness. Same way I heard I was in the kitchen this morning, heard something move, and then I had a question, but didn't have an answer. That's what anxious is. I don't have an answer to my question, and it is bothering my peace. It is bothering my sanity. It is bothering my ability to just be. Are you here? And when you don't know how to deal, sit down. We don't know how to deal with the unanswered question. It brings you anxiousness. And the longer that the anxiousness is on you, it builds to where it becomes anxiety. And now you are freaking out at everything. Nobody knows how to deal with you. And in the worst case scenario, there is medication that is assigned to help you uh, uh, mentally, but that doesn't address the unsettling in your spirit because your anxiousness was from a question that appeal cannot answer. It just covers. So how do I get an answer? So this is why God says prayer and supplication. Your supplication is you bringing your question to me. I'm going to say it again. Write this down. Your supplication is you bringing your question to God. God, I don't know how to fix this. God, I don't know what to do with this. God, I don't know what tomorrow's going to hold. God, I got an eviction notice. I don't know what to do. God, they better turn off the gas. And this, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. God, I, God, the doctors are saying this, and I don't know what to do. That's supplication. God, I'm bringing my question to you. Because I can't get an answer from anywhere else. Hey, I feel God. 
So that's what supplication is, God. I'm bringing my question to you because you are the master of the universe. You are the creator of all of mankind. You are the beginning and the end. You are the alpha and the omega. You are my entrance in and my exit out. God, you know the number of hair that's on my head. God, when I don't understand and when I don't know, you are not trouble because the whole world in the palm of your hand. The God, that's why I'm coming to you. Because you got the answer. You are the bomb in Gilead. Hey, hey, hey. God, you are, you are that. So that's why I bring the supplication to you. And after you brought the supplication to him, your your triune response or your or your your holy trinity response is that you seal it with thanksgiving. Thank you, God. I, even though I don't have an answer to my question, I still thank you. Even though I don't know how this is going to work out, I still thank you because my trust is in you. My, my rest is in you. My stability is in you. I've got all this time. I'm just going to stand in and with you. That's what your thanksgiving is. This is your response to anxiousness. If you do this, it stops anxiousness in its tracks. Because when God sees your response to him, he has to have a response to you. Here is God's response to you after you have offered up the Holy Trinity of response to him. Scripture says, come on. Scripture says, let your request be made known to God. That's what the supplication is. It's letting the, request, letting the request be made known. It says this, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall guard your heart and your mind. So this, this, is, this ain't going to take long. This is what God's response is to you. God knows the anxious thing that's on the timeline of your life. He sees what's happening, but he's waiting for you to cry out to him. Pastor, I don't think it take all of that. Pastor, I'm a little bit more dignified than that. Pastor, you know, I just, you know, I'm just a little bit more cooler than that. I get it. I used to think that way too. But God has a way of allowing something to hit your life that'll knock all the coolness off of you. That'll knock all of that. It don't take all of that off of you. And these last two years have knocked all of that off of me. Yes, Lord. Are you here? Yes, Lord. It says, and the peace of God. Watch this. Because sometimes when you go to God with a question, he's not going to give you an answer. But he'll give you peace that will go past your understanding. Because you're not always able to handle the answer to your question. Are you here? There are times my children ask me about something, and I'll just tell them, not right now, or we'll address that later, or we'll deal with it later. 
I haven't given them an answer, but they got peace knowing that I've responded to them and I know their issue. They got peace because whatever is bothering them outside can't get them on the inside. Are you here? You're not going to always get the answer to your question. God, why is this going this way? You, let me, thank you, Father. Let me, refer, let me say that differently. You may not always get the answer to the question in the time that you want it. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. But what you will always get in the time that you need it is his peace. Thank you, Lord. And his peace helps your mind and your heart when your heart and mind don't understand why you don't have an answer. Uh, Are you here? Let let me show you how God showed this to me. Pastor Walter, come here real quick. This this is how God showed this to me. This, this This is, for the sake of this exercise, this is you being anxious. Unanswered questions. Don't, do, you don't know what to do. And God is over here waiting to see your response. If your response is prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, he then sends his response to your issue. His response is peace. This is how God showed it to me. He said, Jason, when you're anxious, and but you give it to me through prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving, I'll give you peace. And what peace does is that it comes and it hugs your anxiousness. And it stops it from going any further. Thank you, Lord. This can't, this now can't go <coughs> beyond my understanding. This now can't go beyond what I see, what I feel. Anxiousness can't go into anxiety because peace is hugging me and my anxious feelings. Yes, yes. Are you here? So every time you do the, the, the triune thing, the, the, the holy trinity of your response, God's response to you is to hug you with peace. Thank you, Lord. It doesn't mean that you got taken out of the situation. It doesn't mean that the eviction notice has got canceled. It doesn't mean that the uh, that the diagnosis has changed. Y'all don't hear me. It, it doesn't mean that the answer that you want, you're getting it right away. But what it does mean is that while you're in the midst of that situation, peace is helping to navigate you through the eviction. And people are asking you, why ain't you losing it? Why aren't you just going crazy? And you say, you know what? I can't explain it to you. Because something has got a hold of me that's gone beyond my understanding. I don't understand why I ain't picked up a gun. Y'all got quiet in here. I don't understand why I haven't reverted back to pre-cross self. But what I can tell you is that his peace has me. When I try to freak out, his peace goes to my mind. When I try to pass out, his peace goes to my heart. His peace has me and won't let me go as long as I stay in the place of prayer and supplication and thanksgiving. You ain't got an answer, but you got peace. We can look at you and know that you're going through, but we can look at you and still know, oh, you're going to be okay. She going to be all right. Uh, He going to make you through. There may be tears in her eyes, but there's something on her that says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. It's the peace that 
that you have, even though you're still walking through the valley, even though you're still walking through hell, even though you're still going through difficult stuff, you're not freaking out because you got peace. Yeah. Hey, 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 that passes all your understanding. Because your understanding would be if one more thing come my way. Come on here. I, I, are you here? Uh -huh. I, I, I remember my mom growing up would say things like, it's just one thing after another. It's just one thing and it's just the next thing. And something else piles up on that next thing. But I kept watching her and she never broke. Because even though she may not have had the answer to the next yes. thing, the peace of God had her heart while we rolled together yes. through yes. that thing. Yes. Are you yes. here? Yes. It's not something you use for one time. It's something that has to be a tool in your box that you utilize throughout your life. Because there's going to always come things that you don't understand. Why is it here? Why is it affecting me like this? God, I love you. I serve you. Why am I going through this? Sometimes what you're facing is because of the development that he wants to bring in your life that doesn't come any other area or any other way, but by there being something difficult that puts you back in the fire that puts you back on the potter's wheel that helps iron sharpen iron. Oh, God is pruning you and you may not like it, but God, I don't stay right here because your peace lets me know that while I'm going through, you got me. Oh, God, you got me taken care of. Whew, I'm preaching too hard. The peace of God which passes all your understanding. Because watch this. Your understanding is limited to what you know. But God is not limited to what you know. He's unlimited because he knows everything. Why did they leave me? I get it. Been there, going through something. It's breaking your heart. Why didn't they respond to me the right way? I was loving them. They didn't love me back. I hear, I hear it in God. I hear you. I've been there. But I'm telling you, I was in the same place. I had a girlfriend that I thought I was going to marry, and she broke my heart, something that happened. But I got back on my face, and I went through this thing because I said, God, I made up in my mind, I'm cool. If I don't get married till I'm 40 or 50, I'm going to be all right. It's just going to be me and you. And I went back, and I didn't notice at the time. I went to prayer and to supplication and to thanksgiving. And it wasn't no more than a year later that my wife, not girlfriend, showed up. Sometimes you have to go through a difficult thing because it helps to remove from you the thing you wouldn't let go. Because the thing he wants to get to you can't get to you if you're holding on to something else. So, so, hey, so while you're going through, don't, don't let that anxiety put you in a place of, I don't know what to do. They don't love me no more. And take you to a place of anxiety. And then take you to a place of depression. And then take you to a place of losing your life. The devil is a liar. There's so much more that God has for you. And if something leaves you, it's the plan of God. Wave your hands and say bye-bye to it. And keep on moving and keep going down the timeline of your life because God ain't finished if you're still breathing. He ain't done. Your understanding doesn't get it. Your understanding 
is limited, but God has something that's past what you see. That's past what you understand. That's past what you understand. Are you here today? Uh, I got past all your understanding. Last part, then I got to stop. Passes all understanding. Watch this. And it will guard your heart and your mind. This one right here messed me up. Give me five minutes, I'll be done. D just messed me up. Aisha, this messed me up. Messed me up. Peace that will guard. The, the, the word guard here means a warrior's duty. It means to entrench you like a garrison is in front of you. The statement itself is paradoxical. How can peace guard me like a warrior? Because we look at peace to be gentle. We look at peace to be quiet. But you have the wrong understanding of peace. Peace, while it's guarding you, will take the head off of your enemy if it comes against you. Peace is nothing to mess with. Your enemy doesn't understand that once you get in a place of peace, their best thing to do is to leave you alone because peace has to guard you and will do it at all costs to the enemy that comes against you. Amen. So all you need to do, you don't have to fight your battle. You don't have to fight your issue. You don't have to fight that person. All you got to do is to fight to get into peace. And peace says, well, now that you're here, I got to fight. Y'all don't hear me. Peace says, I got it. Peace says, listen, my, my wife does it all the time. I'm trying to tell you. My wife, to me, is the embodiment of peace. And I didn't understand it until right now in this moment. There'll be times where we would disagree about something, and the man in me wants to, let's, let's argue, not to the point of, you know, laying hands or, or saying anything negative but let's I, I'm a preacher I like to discuss we go uh we gonna debate this I think it should be this yeah if any of you all know my married life you've seen it I'll be I'll be on something no it shouldn't be like that it should be like this and if and if you and if you were thinking right way it'd be like this just be just going and my wife won't say nothing why? Because she's weak? Nope. Because she's strong enough to get in peace. And when she gets in peace, I see something on her that makes me want to shut up. Wow. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Wow. It makes me say, Jason, be quiet. It makes me say, this ain't worth it. It makes me say, do you like walking? Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Come on. It makes me leave that thing alone. And I didn't realize it until just right now, what I was seeing on her was peace that was saying, that's enough. See, see, y'all, y'all got quiet. Maybe y'all don't have no problems. You don't have no issues. You, no, no, no. I'm, I'm trying to be transparent to help you to understand that people don't, people don't know that if you just get in peace, that what they better do is leave you alone. Because people say things like this, oh, he, he crazy. Why? Because I won't respond to your foolishness? I'm not crazy. I'm just in a place of peace. But what they see, Dorsey, is crazy. Because what they see is peace saying, leave it alone. Wow. Wow. 
because the protection of peace is gentle, but the fight of peace ain't. The covering of peace is cuddly, but the fight of peace will cut you. Right, right. Stop trying to fight your own battles and just say, God, I'm going to work to get into peace and to stay there. Stop letting people take you out of the place where God has released an avenger to fight for you. Are y'all here? I don't fuss with my wife no more. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Because there's a peace that's on her, I don't fool her. I don't hear what I'm saying. You, you, you got to get to a place that people know, oh, if he get quiet, I, I, I probably should back off. Right. If, if, if she, if she stop arguing or discussing, I probably should leave her alone mm-hmm. because he or she has entered into this safety zone. Mm. They, they, they entered into this place of peace. Isaiah 26 and 3 says, and I'm done, that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him because he trusts in you. Don't get out of the peace. Let God keep you in his peace. Let God fight your battle. Let God deal with the eviction. Let God help you with your finances. Let God help you deal with your relationships. Let God help you deal with the diagnosis. Stay in him. The devil always wants you to get out of God because he knows your victory is in him. Are you here? See, see, this is our community. This is our table. And I'm just going to close this, not because I'm finished, but just because I need to stop. And we, we think, we think that when we're going through things, that our response is we don't want to see people, we don't want people to see us going through. We don't want people to see us being less of the superhero we want them to see. We don't want people to see us out of our costume. Amen. But if you're in a loving place like this place, like this church, like this table, like this community, don't let the hard times keep you away. Those are the times you should be running to get closer. Y'all got quiet. Because it's those times we're going to pray you through. It's those times we're going to help you stay encouraged and stay in a place of peace. Y'all got quiet in here. So I'm going to keep going because y'all got quiet. So it must be hitting something. Don't let your circumstance keep you away from the house of God and the people of God because in the house of God and with the people of God therein you will find peace and joy to help you navigate through the difficult season that everybody has are you here today so get it made up in your mind when you hear jingle bell jingle bell Jingle all the way. Don't you let that make you feel anxiety. God, I'm going to celebrate you this year. I'm going to, I'm going to keep my focus on you this year. I'm going to lay all my anxiousness at your feet in my prayer and my supplication. And I'm going to thank you that you see December 26th before I even saw it. You see how the day after is going to be great. You see how you're going to supply not all my wants, but all my needs. You see that you've already got my children, my family, my wife, my husband 
Thanksgiving. You got everything coming. That's where that Thanksgiving steps in. Every time, I told you last week and I'm done, every time the devil pops back up anxiousness, what are you supposed to do? Right, right. Whack them all. Are y'all here? Because he's going to pop back up. And every time he pop back up, say, no, pop him on the head. I'm, I'm in a place of peace. Let your thanksgiving whack that I'll try to say something else. Whack that mold in the head. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood. It's all right, sir. It's all right. Thank you. I just woke up every now and then. I, just, I don't know how y'all would respond. <laughs> To whack the mole in the head. Mm-hmm. Say, no, you're not, you're not, who? Do you know, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. Do you know the other definition of a mole? It's someone who's been assigned to, to, to integrate themselves within your life and pose themselves to be something that they are not so that they can get information to report back to your enemy. Every time you get a place of peace, I hear you, Holy Spirit, another mold tries to pop back up. But you're getting made in your mind, I've come too far to turn back now. And you pop the mold in the head with what? Your prayer, your supplication, and your thanksgiving. God, if this ain't you, move it. God, if this is not your heart, I hear you, Lord. God, if this is not your heart, move it. God, if this is not your mind or will for my life, get it out of my way. And help me that when you move it, I let it go. I hear you, Lord, because there's some things that he has moved that you keep dragging back. Come on, yes, sir. If he's moved it, let it go. Learn how to, I hear you, God. I hear you. Then I got to stop. Lord, this is so good to me. Don't be afraid of being by yourself because you think loneliness is a bad thing. So you reduce, this is for somebody, whether you're here or here just across the world, so you reduce your standards and you eliminate your prayer in order to invite company to help soothe your anxiousness through a season and when the season is over you're worse off now than you were before it's better to go through the season and it's just you and God than for you to come out of the season and you birth something the result of something you weren't supposed to be with don't be afraid to spend time with God God you're enough are you here? God, you're you're more than enough. God, you're my comfort in the middle of the night. God, I I won't allow the anxiousness of the season of the years of my life to cause me to compromise my righteousness. Because if I stay in the place of peace and let peace fight what I can't, then I'll look up one day from now and the thing that I've been praying for and waiting on will be right there. Whatever that is, I hear God saying, don't you compromise in order to be able to feel a seasonal or momentary solitude. Find the peace in the solitude and let the peace fight what you can. Let the peace answer the phone call. Let the peace respond to the 
I hear God. Let the peace respond to the email. Before you do anything, say, God, what is your heart saying about this? And don't you be moved by your anxious. Stand to your feet. I got to stop. Not because I'm finished, but because I just need to stop. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your word, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Whatever part of this word was for you, take it. Take it. Make sure you take it. Make sure you keep it. Get it in your heart. Get it in your mind. Because this word was designed for you. I wish this place was full with the people that we pastor. But right now it's filled with the people that responded to the call to get to the house of God to hear this word. This word was and is for you. God, I pray now for every person under the sound of my voice, whether they are here in the sanctuary or whether they are viewing this word across the world. I thank you, God, for your word that addresses seasons, anxieties. And because of your word, God, we now know what our response is to the anxious. And we know that if we respond to the anxious, that God will respond to us. What we can't fight, you'll fight for us. What we don't understand, you'll help us while you help to pass our understanding. God, I thank you that you know all, so all we need to do is stay with you. It may may feel like a long season, but I'd rather be in a season that's long with you than to be in a season without you. Father, my trust is in you. My care is in you. My life is in you. My concern is in you. My mind is in you. My heart is in you. My emotions is in you. You said in your word, it's in you that we live and move and have our being. Help us to stay in you. Thank you, God, because the fight is real. The anxiousness is real. But God, you are more real. You are bigger and greater and more powerful. Thank you, God, help us to exercise the spiritual and natural things that you've told us to do. And Father, we thank you for the victory that we're going to see. We thank you for the response that we're going to see. Now, God, I pray for those who may not know you or those who have walked away from you. And that God, right now, as they stretch out their heart to you, either to know you for the first time or to return back home, that God, you're right there and you see them and you're responding to them and you're running to them. And God, I thank you that because of you seeing us, we're never alone. So I thank you now for the souls that are being saved and for the backsliders that are being reclaimed. And we give you the glory for it all. Thank you for the increase of the kingdom. Thank you for those that are coming home. And we give you glory for it. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, let every glad heart say amen. Amen. Now, if you were blessed by that word today, put your hands together and give them great God and great praise. Hallelujah.